Welcome back to Your 1230, the only podcast where our guests tell their story with the help of 12 questions in just 30 minutes. Today, we are very excited to be joined by Daniel Krenzel. Daniel has a no BS approach geared towards men that want to make more money living their financial purpose and lead their families on how to get direct guidance from the ultimate coach, God. Daniel, welcome. Uh, We're really uh, thrilled to have you today. Thanks for having me. I'd love to be a part of this. Uh, Good to hear. Good to hear. And I only read a very, very brief part of the bio. The next line reads, in 2008, the real estate crash took Daniel out and he lost everything. Let's start there. What happened then? Yeah. Well, I owned my own mortgage company. I had a lot of real estate going on. I was in Las Vegas and uh, I was the star of that movie. Um, If you've seen it on Netflix, talking about the crashes, all of them, it was me. Um, I went from making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month to March of 2008. It's stopping completely and the faucet getting turned off. Was there any warning signs? Was this kind of just like one day to the next? What what exactly was the feeling? How did you know that that, that faucet was off? Yeah, it was it was one day for me that the light bulb was turned on. And then literally five to 12 days later, like everything started crashing. Um, so I had a phone call with one of my appraisers. Now, I owned the mortgage company. And back then we had different kind of relationships with appraisers. The relationships went like, look, this is what I need for value on this property. Can you make it happen? And they would say yes or no. And if they said no, we would we would ask somebody else um, that we had in our list. And uh, the government didn't like that very much, by the way. So they changed it and put some rules on there. But uh, back then when we were allowed to do that, that's what we would do. And this is what happened was the appraiser said, you know, the, the we're not going to be able to get that value. I don't remember what the numbers were, but they were high, you know, and and. And the guy said, you know, we, we can't get that value. Matter of fact, that neighborhood, it's crashing. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I guess you are still drinking from last night. So I call my next guy. And my next guy said the same thing. And I, I had to call a third guy. I called a third company, direct contact. I call him and he's like, yeah, look, I don't know if you know, but like the whole market is changing and crashing. That's when I knew. And then literally... I would say within a week, we started seeing this happening and like literally people freaking out. Okay. Uh, thank you for that detail and background. And was this market spe- specific for you? How large of a mortgage operation did you run? Yeah. So we, we, I was the only originator in a, in a company that was my own. It was actually called Las Vegas Lending. Um, we had um, so much volume, six figures every single month, multiple six figures every single month was, was norm. For me and and i was the only originator so i wasn't like paying out a lot of money i was i like had everything in house all, everything was was going the, the operation was huge um multiple closings every single day um month after month and year after year and it it just it went from all of that to nothing okay so that's quite a stark change you've got the three calls to the appraisers to know okay this is not just uh one company that's uh freaking out there's enough information here where, where three appraisers have told me the same thing what was the conversation when you got home? You know, I didn't really spend that much time um, having a conversation at home. I had a conversation in my head, though. And um, I'm like, look, I'm going to have to file bankruptcy. To file bankruptcy, I'm going to lose everything. Like, I just knew it because I was so over leveraged with everything that I had going on. And the expenses and the commitments that I made were 
you know, two and three hundred thousand dollar a month decisions because that's what the income was coming in. So to know that like it, it was over, um, like I just I knew it in my guts that it was over. Um, it was rough. I turned to drinking and and literally almost drank myself to death because of it. Okay. Uh, and that, that's, well, that's certainly not a great place to be. It's understandable given, given the information that you kind of fell into and that the situation you had lined up, uh, as we're talking today, the title at the corner of your screen is Godspeed with Daniel. So obviously you were able to kind of make a turn from there and have a positive direction. How did you, what was the first step towards that? Yeah, well, there was a lot of crashing and burning first. And I think we should just spend a moment there. That's okay, okay. Mike. Of um, course. It's really important for everyone to like know every single part of this because the way God entered into my life and, and actually gave me an opportunity to live a life full of abundance, uh, I started to go through some stuff. I was still digging my hole. So I was drinking. She left. She took the kids. Um, no custody of the kids, no bank accounts. Everything that I owned got repoed. Or it went into a bankruptcy and it was foreclosed, like to being broke and not having any clue on what I was going to do. And I call my dad and I'm like, dad, I need a place to stay. And uh, he said, son, I thought you were rich. And I was like, I used to be last month. And he <laughs> he says, OK, well, come on, you know, come on home. And I, he goes, you got to stay on the couch, though, uh, in the living room, because the spare bedroom is my office. That's how I make a living. So. Um, you're welcome to stay as long as you need. And and it took two years of sleeping on my dad's couch, not being around really anybody and drinking from morning until night until, until God entered into my life. And then everything changed. And how did he enter into your life? Cause that sounds like you were, as you mentioned, crashing and burning. That sounds like that was a tough place to be in two years is not a short amount of time. No, not at all. Um, so my routine was I would wake up, I would go to the kitchen, I would go into a liquor cabinet, I would start pouring drinks. Um, and then I would just drink the entire day. I might eat once a day if my dad was cooking dinner. Like I, I literally, that was my focus. Um, so one morning I wake up and I'm about to do the same thing. It was about six hours of sleep I had. I, I went to sleep, passed out, like passing out from 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 completely being um, lit out of my mind, drinking all day. And I had about six hours of not drinking, but I wouldn't say I was sober, but I had six hours of not drinking. I, I'm walking uh, towards the kitchen. Instead of going to the kitchen, I just kind of made a left turn and I, I opened the door and I went to my dad's backyard and I kind of broke my routine. I don't know why um, I didn't make a decision to do that. I just did. My body kind of took me there. So I opened the door, I walk into the backyard and I just walk in in the backyard. And I'm not like a walking in the backyard kind of guy, Mike. I, I don't know what the deal was but i'm walking in the backyard and then all of a sudden i uh i hear this voice and it's like this booming voice and it's like son you're done drinking don't drink again you're done and i look to my left i look to my right i'm like is that my dad out here and i'm like that's not his voice there's like bass in this voice it's like strong and authoritative but at the same time i feel calm like very calm. So I, I decided to listen to this voice. And as I'm listening to this voice, I, I started talking back to the voice uh, and I knew it was God. 
like literally like 10, 15 seconds into this, I knew it was God. God was like, you're done drinking. Don't drink again. And I'm like, okay, this sounds great. And, and I'm definitely going to do everything I can to listen to you. Cause I know this is, this is you God. Like I know, I just knew in my heart, but you got to remember, like I've been trying to stop for two years sitting on my dad's couch. I tried to stop even like when I was making the money, Mike, and I was celebrating because of all the money I made, I would drink. So I was drinking then, and then I was drinking because I didn't make any money and I wanted to be numb. So I'm telling God this. And he's like, I know, son, you're done. Don't drink again. And I I, I really don't know how this worked, but I, I just made the commitment to God. And I said, okay, I'm not going to drink again. Um, I walked into the house and I sat on the couch and I didn't drink. I haven't drank since. It's It's been, uh, that was July 7th of 2010. And I haven't had a drink or, or or used drugs or anything since that day. It's been incredible. Okay. So, I mean, here we are, January 23, 12 and a half years later. So, that's very impressive. So, I'll just ask, did you have any relationship with God beforehand, either in your youth at all? Yeah, I did. Like, we we grew up across the street from a, from a Catholic church. We would go to church, like, once every my prayer, if I ever would to make a prayer, would be God. Like, how do I take care of all of this? Help me keep all of this shit. Like, I got to make more money, God. Like, help me, like, do that. Like, that would be my prayer. It was very weak, very selfish, and and very, you know, that's not the way. As I've learned, you you go to God. Um, you go to God and ask Him what you want, and that's what I do every single day. And my preference is this, and this is what I'd like to do. But at the same time, there's got to be something in the back of that. For, for benefit for not just you, but for somebody else. So yeah, that was my relationship before I went into this thing. So it helps to have a base of some relationship, but I'm sure on July 7th, you had a question at least, or, or did you walk in saying, this is what I needed. This is the path I need to go. I, I'm going to stay on this. There was there was no like decision like that. There was no conversation like that. It was like God entered into my head. He spoke to me and he told me not to do something. And I'm going to listen to that voice. Like that was how simple this was. You got to remember my my mind and body was poisoned, Mike. Like I was poisoned because I was drinking alcohol like all day long for years. So like that's the most I could comprehend was that. And God knew that. He's only going to give you what you can handle. So it was, you're done drinking. Don't drink again. Again, And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that was it. Okay. Uh, so that was a start. And that is, I mean, you remember the date, you tell the story as if we are in the backyard with you. What, what do the next steps look like if that's the start? Yeah, so five days of me just kind of sitting on the couch watching television with my dad and actually building a relationship with my dad, like talking with him. When he wasn't working, we'd sit there and we'd, we'd discuss things. It was it was beautiful. And I literally started like defogging myself, like the poison was leaving and like my mind and, and the clouds were like lifting, um, you know, from from just physically and mentally and spiritually. It was just all like kind of moving away. And um I remember sitting there going, okay, I got to get my shit together. Like I got to make some money. Like I've always been able to make money. It isn't a problem with like being able to make money. Like I'm not victim in this story. And I want to say that right now, like the real estate market crashed, it turned, it flipped, it did whatever you want to call it. 
I could have figured it out. I could have still made money. There was still investors. There were still flippers. There are still people making a lot of money, even when the market was going down. There was also a lot of commercial real estate investors that were making money. So like, I could have done it, but I chose not to. Now, when I'm sitting on this couch, though, five days of not drinking, like my mind is clicking a little better than it has in years. And I'm like, I got to make some money. So I went in, I got into business. I went into a network marketing thing. That was an easy way to catch catch a great team, you know, Mike. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'll do it. So I, I did it. And, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 a month later, I, I was I was successful in that. And they're like, you're the best. And I'm like, so if I'm the best and I make like 20 grand, like 10 grand, 20 grand every month, like that's the best, like I'm out. Like, I thought it was more, you know, like, come on. I Do you know who I am? Like, I, I'm used to making loads more, 10 and 20 times more than what I'm making now every month. Like, what's the problem here? And they're like, you've maxed out the comp plan. Anyway, I got back into real estate and I got back into the mortgage business. And here was the difference, though, was that I didn't have like a direct connection, like on a daily connection like I do now. But I did have some guidance from God. I wasn't sober and God was leading me. He was telling me what company to work for. He was telling me what 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 marketing piece to 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 actually focus on. He was telling me things to do and and what realtors to partner with and which companies to partner with and it was you know how to set up my teams like it was him guiding me and and I went from from zero cuz I started completely over to to building a successful mortgage empire to where the the owner of the company at that time, he's like, you can't go anywhere. Like we've opened up two extra warehouse lines just because of your production. Like you're staying. And I'm like, okay, how are you going to keep me? <laughs> he's like, you're now an owner. You're one of the owners of the mortgage company. And uh, I took it. I got my own building. Um, then I had five full-time employees that were working with me, you know, and and then I had the whole corporate office that, that we were drawing docs and doing all the stuff that they would work like on a part-time basis for us as our files would come in. And it was amazing. Like I had an operation. I had I had my life back. My kids were back in my life. I was healthy. I was listening to God. I was sober. Um, I was being guided you know, by God and I was doing the right stuff. I was helping families. I was helping realtors. Like my thing was I'd help realtors. And when I'd help realtors get more business and make their business better, they would be completely loyal to me. And, and and I wasn't the loan officer that would call Mike and I don't want to make you throw up right now, but be like, Hey, I'll call you can call me on the weekends. And I got great rates, man. I got great customer service. Give me a chance. I'll buy you coffee. Like I didn't do any of that. What I did was, Hey, you want to make your business better? This is what I can do for you. And I would show them and it would be like proof. I went from, you know, with this agent, I went from here to here and they would get excited. They would be like, Holy crap. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. And you could talk to them, give them a call. Ask them how how good their business is now versus when we first started. You're going to say yes to that every single time if you're a realtor that wants to grow. So I built these relationships and I was getting so much business that, I mean, it was amazing. It really was. That's a hell of a story. And you, you again, you tell it so well, you just light up as you go into the details because you paint a very vivid picture about where you're coming from. I want to just follow up on a couple of things quickly. The five days on the couch with your dad. Did you tell him what happened uh, in the backyard, your conversation with God? I didn't. No, I held it in. I didn't tell anybody. Like th This is, Mike, this is crazy back then. Like, God talking to me, I'm not going to say that to anybody. So did he ask what changed? Why, you know, after two years of kind of destructive behavior, what flipped? Or what, what was, what did he think happened? He asked me a few times. And I just said, you know, I made a decision. I'm not going to drink anymore. 
and his, his his look, I remember his look was like, okay, son, well, I'm really going to root for you. You know, like, I, I hope I hope you do what you say you're going to do, but uh, your track record proves otherwise, you know? Right. He didn't know anything else. And I wasn't there to convince my dad. Like, I was just there to build a relationship with him. Like, I literally, like, spent a week, like, hanging out with my dad because when I left, when I went for college and everything else, like, that relationship, I wasn't around him anymore, you know? So I really valued that time that I had with him. So there was no conversation about what I'm going to do. It's just, hey, what do you want to watch? And then we talk about like what we'd watch. It was it was the craziest thing. And not like to learn anything. We were just enjoying each other's company. Okay. It was beautiful. It does sound beautiful. Your family also came back in the picture during this time. How did that happen? Yeah, so my kids came back into, into the picture because I, I wasn't an alcoholic that was you know, dangerous. I was actually a father and showing up as the man I needed to be because I was being guided and I was sober. Uh, I was making a bunch of money. And, and, and Mike, I got to tell you, like it happened, everything shifted. Like the direct connection happened when, when this very day, it was the seventh of the month. It wasn't in 2010. It was, it was years later, but I built this huge empire. Right. And I'm in my office. It's five 30 in the morning and I'm, no one else is in the office because they don't get up early like that. But but I do like I'm the boss and this is how I operate. So I'm there. No one's there. I'm looking at my bank accounts and I see there was one hundred and thirty one thousand dollars deposited um, into my account. And that was the sixth day of the month, the day before. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of early. What is that for? And I'm looking, I'm like, holy crap, that's like the commissions for the last six days worth of of closings. And I'm like, this is exciting. I'm like looking at it going. We're going to make a half a million dollars this month with a pipeline and what was scheduled to close. It's going to be a great month. And then I felt myself selling myself like to feel good. I had the kids. I had toys. I had motorcycles. I had things that I would take to the sand dunes. I mean, like we would go on vacations. Everyone's happy. We've got more money than we know what to spend. And now I've got more money coming in. I don't even like I got to like figure stuff out to buy and invest in like I, I don't even know. And I feel myself like feeling like lost and like not fulfilled. And I, I, I look into the ceiling tiles and I'm like, God, what is wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? And he said, <laughs> his voice came back, that same voice, that booming voice, that authoritative voice that, that I heard in the backyard at my dad's house. He said, son, you're done in the mortgage business. And I about lost my shit. I was like, um, <laughs> what? I'm kind of good at this thing, God. Look at my bank account. I'm sure you can see this. Uh, not to mention, I've got a team. I've got a building. I'm the boss. Like, God, what are you talking about? You're done. You're not going to close mortgages anymore. I'm having this conversation back and forth again. I'm in the bullpen area where my telemarketers were. They, they're not there yet. Still, remember, it's early. But I'm like walking in pace and talking with God. And he's like, you're done. You're not closing a mortgage again. I'm like, I got and I build all these responsibilities up again. You know what I mean? I didn't do it the same way because I was sober. I was smart about it. But at the same time, like there's got to get money's got to come into this beast that I built to, to be able to keep things going. And um, so now I'm in fear and I'm having this conversation. He's like, you're done. I put you on this earth to be way bigger than just a mortgage guy helping one family at a time or helping one realtor at a time. You you're done. You're not closing any more mortgages. So I have this conversation. I'm like, whatever. So the next two and a half days, um, it wasn't that I didn't believe God and I wasn't going to listen to God. I just went back into work mode 
And Mike, I was just like making the calls like I usually do because like I had stuff on my calendar. So it'd show up, I would call, I would, I would make the call and everyone was saying, no, your fees are too high. Your rates are too high. I had realtors firing me. I, like this stuff doesn't happen. I'm like, people aren't, the docs aren't showing up on time to title. Um, an appraiser didn't, uh, appraisal didn't come in on time. Like it, it was like just one thing after another. After, it was like horrible. So I, I have a chiropractor's appointment. I'm in the waiting room at the chiropractor's appointment. This is two and a half days exactly after this conversation. And uh, God speaks to me again in the waiting room, the chiropractor's office. He's like, son, delete your database. (laughs) Now it's getting serious. Like, what do you mean delete my, he's like, delete your database. You're done. Isn't it kind of obvious? I'm not going to let you close another mortgage. I'm like, holy shit, you are literally doing this. Like you, you're stopping the, the business. He's like, yes, you're done. So I delete my database. I had my tech on a very high level. I deleted it from my cell phone in the waiting room. And I freaked out. Then I go back. Then they call. And then I'm like trying to have the conversation with God. Then they call me back to go to the to the table for my adjustment. And that adjustment was not a normal adjustment, if you can imagine, Mike. I'm like erect laying on the table. And he's like pushing on me. He's like, there's a lot of stress in your life. I'm like, don't doctor fill me right now. Like, you don't have any idea what's going on. And uh I got up and I, I drove back to the office. That's all I knew. So I definitely want to pick up there, but I don't want to overlook the fact that, and I don't want to speak for all of our listeners, but I, I think a lot of them would hear ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month, and they would jump at the opportunity to make that kind of money. And you referenced it as, well, that was 10, 10, 10 to twenty times less than what I was making at my peak and what I'm going to be making. Without getting too into the details, how is earning money at such a high clip, we'll call it. How how are you able to do that? And I, I don't know, putting you on the spot and I'm asking for a brief answer yeah. to a very long one, but yeah. people want to know, how were you able to earn such large amounts in such a short amount of time? So the short answer to this is being in high producing activities 100% of your workday. And you hear this all the time, but people are like, oh yeah, I'm doing it, but they're not, especially with realtors and loan officers. Like the real estate industry is like the, the beacon of this conversation. Which is, you know, a, a realtor or a loan officer is like, yeah, I've been selling all day. I've been selling all. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Just be real. No, you haven't. How many phone calls did you talk? You know, how many people did you actually talk to? That's selling. How many people? How many relationships did you build? That's selling. Not, you know, I was knocking on doors for four hours and you talked to, you know, sixteen people. Well, you actually were in high producing activities sixteen times during. That, that period or a loan officer is like yeah i've been i've been selling all day really what have you been doing you've been you know going on youtube you've been sending emails how many people did you talk to to sell a deal like that that that's like the 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 first way to answer that question and just to give you like a a, a for instance the way that i did it the second round when i was guided by god is i had four telemarketers in a room that were booking appointments for me to sell mortgages all day long so like I told you, I had appointments. I would literally have 15-minute stacks of talking to the decision maker on either doing a refi or doing a purchase all day long. Like that's all I did. So my efforts were I I, I build this, this sales floor to where they can book me so then my time is spent wisely, not <laughs> driving for an inspection or driving to a signing. Like, are you kidding me? That, that is not making money. And then a lot of realtors or loan officers will be like, yeah, but I've got to have great customer service. Do you really? 
You can have someone else do that. You know, that's my answer. And then, and then the most important part about this, Mike, is when you're when you're guided by God, He will allow you to set it up to where you're in the high-producing activities. Like, I don't know what it looks like for for you or for the listener that's listening to this podcast. Like, I don't know what their business looks like because they're not here with us. But I do know that if they ask God what their their actions are, what their focuses are, they will be given that information. And then it's up to them if they act. If they act, then they'll be in high producing activities. They'll make a bunch of money. For my unfair question of putting you on the spot and being very vague and how can you help this group of people you've never met or spoken to, I, I don't think I could have given a better answer than high productive activities for your line of business and not assuming what they are based on you know what kind of business you do. So thank you. That's an excellent answer. Yeah. Now, picking back up, you're walking out of the chiropractor adjustment back to your office, knowing that you're not going to close more mortgages. You delete your database. What happens next? I drive to the office. Because that's just what I know, you know, like I'm an office guy at this point. And so I drive to the office, I, I shut the door, I sit in my chair, uh, I don't pick up the phone. I, I just, I look up into the ceiling tiles again. I'm like, God, okay, what do I do now? I, I've listened to you. You told me to stop drinking. I stopped drinking. My life got abundantly better. You told me I'm done in the mortgage business. You told me to delete my database. I did it. Now what? That's literally the prayer. And it wasn't even like a prayer. It was like a conversation. And it wasn't like I was I was irritated. I was just scared out of my mind. Like, what the hell is going to happen now? And he spoke to me again. And now it's like a consistent thing to where, like, I ask him, he speaks to me. This was like the key for me. I'm like, okay, you're always there. And he's like, yes, I'm always here. I've always been here for you, son. You just had too much crap in your way, so you can't hear me. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? He goes, go home and play with your kids. Tomorrow, wake up extra early and you're going to go for a walk with me. I'm like, okay. So I went home. I play with the kids. My son, I'm playing the drums with my son. I'm I'm not a drummer, but my son is. And he's, you know, he's a little guy, but but he he has his own drum set. We're playing together. My daughter's just learning. I have a lot of kids, but my 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 younger daughter, she's like learning how to walk. Like it was, it was the most amazing night. I cannot believe like God helped me that night enjoy my kids. I know it because the decisions that I made freaked me out. And the normal person that is not connected to God cannot handle this kind of volume and change like over the, the time period, especially with the money um, numbers that we're talking about. Like we're talking about millions and millions of dollars that you just turn off and just because God told you to. So I wake up the next morning and my truck is, I'm driving to the office, but my truck doesn't go to the office. My truck goes to the park. And like I said, I'm not like a a walking park guy, like, like I was in my dad's backyard that day, but I'm at the park and I'm like, why the hell am I at the park? I'm like, oh yeah, God wanted me to go for a walk with him. I remember him saying that yesterday. So I get out of the truck, I'm walking and I start asking God, okay, God, what's next? He started telling me, I'm like, how do I unwind this? I had a lease, a lease that like is a serious lease. Like it's a commercial lease. It's the kind of lease that you get sued if you don't pay it. It's not like, oh, they're going to hurt your credit. Like this is serious. And there's two and a half years left. So that was the first thing that, that, that I tackled with God was how do I do this? He told me exactly how to do it. Everyone won in the situation. I literally got that information. I went back to my office um, from the park and I did exactly what he told me to do. I was out of the lease in the same day. In a commercial lease. That's crazy. You know how commercial people, if you're in real estate on that side, they don't work real fast. Most of them don't, especially, you know, the 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 people, the leasers, you know, they, they just don't. So that was done. 
Um, the next day, I'm like, okay, God, how do I get my five employees? Like two out of my five employees worked with me for so long. They went from renting to fixing their credit to buying houses, saving money and buying houses, you know, under, under our environment. And, and like, it wasn't like people that were just counting on me. They got to get another job to pay rent. Like they have mortgages, you know, and you know exactly what I'm talking about, Mike. And, and most of the viewers, if you're in real estate, like there's a commitment when you own a home. I've got two homeowners on my team that came from nothing. So I'm like, okay, how do I take care of these people? And God tells me, he says, call corporate office, call Greg, which is the president. And he goes, Greg has been chomping at the bit to get your system. He wants to know how you're doing the numbers. He wants your employees. He wants everything. He'll take on every single one of your salaries. Just call him and tell him that the offer's on the table. He's got to take all five of them or it's no deal. I know how to negotiate, right? God's teaching me, showing me. I'm like, all right. So I call Greg. He's like, yeah, I'll take them all. And actually four out of the five went over. One of them went on their own. One of the marketing guys actually went on his own, which was great. But literally he had four people. So everyone's taken care of. It's like, God is like helping me. I'm asking God what to do. And he's telling me exactly what to do. And then things are happening in God's speed. Like it's the craziest thing ever. It, it, it is moving so fast. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like I, I really got it. I was like, I've never moved this fast. And it's 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 something now I live my life you know, connected with God and asking God what to do. And and he tells me what to do. And then I do it. And, and it's always been, the results are, are way better than the results that I could get on my own. Like a, a million times better. Well, you tell such a, it's such an amazing story, painting in a, a vivid picture, Daniel. I could listen to you all day. I'm going to keep to our 30 minute restraint. So we're close, but not there yet. I want to follow up. I'm, I'm sure this is where a lot, including myself, you mentioned that you were you were unable to hear God before because there was too much noise or other thing kind of blocking his voice. How would you how do you help others tune out the the other noise so they can help God? What's one thing or multiple yeah. things they can do? Yeah, so first thing is if, if you're abusing a substance, you need to stop because that's poison. That is a direct block. I know this for a fact. So um not drinking, not using drugs is is, is step one. Step two is talking with God. Literally, you're not you're going to develop a rhythm and you're going to develop a rhythm to where you're going to be able to understand how to communicate with God. You're going to learn how to channel God's voice. You're going to learn how to channel God's direction. It will happen every single time for every single listener that's listening right now. If they just stop the bullshit with it, with the with the alcohol and the drugs and they just ask God for help, God will show up every single time. And then as you develop this rhythm. Um, and consistency, so you're walking with God every single day. Um, you will you will be able to channel His voice and His guidance um, more strategically and more efficiently, and then your life will change before your very eyes. Like you will be operating in God speed versus human speed, like like everyone else is operating on right now. I think this is a good opening. I'm gonna, I'll ask. What is or how how do you how do you currently act on God's speed or how do you help others get there? Yeah, so there's there's two things. Um, God had me develop an app. It's called the God Walk app that gives the rhythm to every single person that wants it and the opportunity to actually walk with God and learn how to channel His direct voice. So you can actually get all the answers that you're looking for for your business, all the answers you're looking for for your body. And all the answers that you're looking for to lead your wife and, and your relationships at home with your family and your kids. Those are the three target areas of life. And 
as a result or as a default, you're you're building an ultimate connection with God. Um, so that's the first step, and that's the most important. Um, what we've also done, and something that God has spoken to my mind, um, is that I need to build an army for God. I'm looking for a certain amount of men um, to be a part of God's army. And the program is called Men of God. And these Men of God um, will be a part of, of live events for a whole 12 months. We actually meet every quarter. And we have a brotherhood that we developed to where all of us are walking with God on a daily basis. We're becoming whole, building our businesses, building our bodies, um, and building our relationships at home so we can be whole. So then we can actually have no reason not to listen to exactly what God has for us because God wants the world to change. He wants more and more people to be connected to him. There's too much propaganda. There's too much crap that's being pushed our way. There's too much agendas. There's too many other forces. And there's literally a battle of, of, of good versus evil. And this evil needs to have real masculine men that are listening to the voice of God so we can win the battle. So if, if there's an, if there's the man that's listening to this and he's like, I want to know more about the men of God. I want to be a part of that army. I want a direct connection. I want to become whole in my business, my body, and my relationships so I can actually be a part of this army uh, and, and work with God and God's army. Then, then they can go to godspeedwithdaniel.com. It's godspeedwithdaniel.com. And they can they can apply. You have to submit an application to be considered uh, to be a part of Men of God. And you'll get me on the phone, and I'm going to interview you. I'm going to talk to those men, and I'm going to see if if they have what it takes, or if they're willing to learn and grow into what it takes to be a part of this army. Excellent. So we will post links. We'll post uh, to the app as well. Uh, that seems to be the best way to get in touch with you. Anything else? That someone who wants to learn more or anywhere else, what should what should our listeners do? What should their first action step be if they want to get closer to God and to uh, yeah. work with you? So, so there's 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 two things you can do. You can download the God Walk app on your Android or your iPhone. But those men that really want to be considered to be a part of this army and they want to work directly with me and be a part of this brotherhood that's going to win this battle of good versus evil, go to GodspeedWithDaniel.com. Um, there's a bunch of buttons on there. Click the men of God button, submit your application, and you will get me directly on the phone and we will talk. We'll go through an interview process and we'll see if if it's a fit for both of us to work together and you'd be a part of the army. You know, for those men that, that are feeling called, there's men that are listening right now that know who I'm talking to. They're they're sitting there going, I want to be a part of this. And if you do go to GodspeedWithDaniel.com and submit your application, we'll see what happens. Excellent. So we'll post that there. Uh... I have just one one more follow-up and then we can wrap up. What do you find is most common either in these applications, in these initial discussions? What are our men most looking for or what are they missing in their lives that you help them find? Yeah, so it's purpose. So many times men are lost with, with lack of purpose. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. They're thinking, if God would just tell me what I'm supposed to be doing, I would do it. Like, that is like something I hear all the time. Like, I think I'm supposed to be in real estate, but I don't really know. Or I think I'm supposed to have this market marketing agency, but I don't really, or I think I'm supposed to be a coach, but I'm not really sure if that's like what I'm really supposed to do. Like, I don't feel fulfilled. Like, that was me making a half a million dollars in a month and, and being like, this sucks. Like, that was me looking for my purpose in my own story. And then what I found is like, I'm attracting more and more men looking 
for their purpose. And here's what's great is that that God knows that these men have to be whole in their money and in their business. And these men have to be whole in their body full of strength and health. And these men got to be able to lead their wives and lead their families and show up as fathers to their children for them to actually show up, you know, for God. Like it's it's not you you show up for God and you're broke and you live under a bridge. Like you're probably not going to have that much impact, Mike, if, if you're that man, you know. But if you're but if you're a guy that makes money and have influence and and you have a body full of strength and no one's going to mess with you, and you know your wife is is completely on board with what you guys are doing and your kids look up to you, like that's the man that God can work with to change this world and, and and really win this battle. So those are the men I'm looking for is men that want to find their purpose. Well, I, I will say, Daniel, you tell an amazing story. You walk us through as if we are there with you in the backyard, in the car, in the office. And you know, you've kind of very, you've helped us understand where we are, where we can go and how you can help uh, us get there. Is We've covered a good amount of ground but is there anything that I didn't ask you that I probably should have or that we should have covered today? No, I think we really covered everything. Like the individuals that are listening, they're going to know what they're supposed to do. God is going to speak into their hearts. And, and, and like I said, I love being a part of what you're doing. This is like where I had my start was, was in the, the real estate community and in the real estate you know, opportunity. And I know there's a lot of real estate here and I know there's a lot of other listeners from other walks of life, but I, I'm just so excited to be able to come back to my roots of like, this is where I made my first 10,000, my first 100,000, my first million was, you know, in real estate. So it's exciting to be a part of this. It really is. Thank you so much for for allowing me to be on with you, Mike. Oh, you got it, Daniel. This was a blast. Uh, I really, I love your story and uh, I'm glad you could share it with us. So I'll post everything we talked about and uh, I do look forward to doing this again. All right. Beautiful. Thanks, Mike.